For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This episode brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're driving, cleaning, and even exercising. But what if you could be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. And auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Multitask right now. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Hello and welcome into another episode of Believe in the ATP Tour. I'm your host, Jacob Sersosimo, and you are listening on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? Um, we got an interesting show for you today. Um, like I said, a couple weeks ago, we got a good guest coming, but his work schedule is getting a little tricky, but we've tentatively scheduled it for later this week. So no worries. My next step of show should be even better than this one even though this one is going to be good my next episode is going to be really good because i got a really good guest coming on and stay tuned for that one um we're going to talk about um a surprise retirement um and then just some of the decade leaders some of the year leaders um a couple things and then we'll and then we'll get out of here but there's something i want to start with um and for you's listening for you listening across the country this might not hit as close to home as you know some of my listeners that are from the area um, but if you know anything about me in my first episode, I went to St. Cloud State University, and I want to start by addressing a big problem that not only that university is having right now, but some other universities around the United States. Um, like I've said before, in 2015, I attended St. Cloud State to play tennis. Um, tennis is a special sport to me. Obviously, I do this podcast, but um, I tended to play tennis, and like so many other people in the country, they go to school to play a sport because they want to continue to play that sport at a high level and they want to get their education. Well, in spring of 2016, my my sport, tennis, got cut by the University of St. Cloud. Not only did they cut tennis, they cut the um, men's cross country and men's track team, they cut the women's tennis team, the men's tennis team, and um, the Nordic women's Nordic ski team. Now, Although this was a big loss, not only for the university, but for a lot of people like myself, Um, we had a lot of foreigners on my team, Brazilians and Spaniards. Um, And then you look at the track team, which our track team had a lot of promise. Um, But they cut those sports. I stayed for the mass comm program, which I think I've stated before. But like I said, when you're in college and you have that kind of decision to make, that is a life-changing decision. And when you pick a university, when you go to a university, you pick it for a certain reason. Um, It's like if you pick a job after college or, you know, you pick a spouse or you pick friends, you pick those people and those universities for a certain reason because they check off everything on your list that you want, that you want to be there. Um, And I just got news today on Tuesday, December 10th, that St. Cloud State has continued to cut sports and they just cut the men's football team, and both the men's and women's golf teams. Now, like I said, this is kind of a a little rant to start my podcast today, but this is something that hits close to home to me. Um, It is important. Athletics is important. Um, Look at how much money in the world 
is in athletics. Um, it's an entertainment business. It's um, it's a way for people to express themselves. A way for there's a competitive edge. There's something so authentic about athletics. You hardly ever see a 38 year old man worth hundreds of millions of dollars go out there and bust his butt to try to win one match like Roger Federer does. Stuff like that is what makes athletics so special. And the fact that a university continues to take those dreams away from kids, um, not only kids, but young adults that are trying to figure out their life. Maybe they picked a university because not only could they play the sport that they've loved since they were five years old, but they, they also have a good program, which I'm, happened in my case. I had a great mass communications program that was also led um, that also led me to find my love for tennis even more in the collegiate era. Um, but it's an unbelievable sad day for the St. Cloud State um, University Athletics. Um, it's not a good look for the university. In my eyes, taking athletics away away from a university is not the way to do it. You gotta find another way to um, save money, and there's just probably things they're doing on the campus right now that is horrible. I mean, uh, tuition um, is not that high, but also there's, um, I mean, enrollment has cut by half since my freshman year, which is five years ago. So um, an unbelievably sad day on the St. Cloud State University campus and um, to the hundreds of athletes that have lost a position today. um, From someone that it's happened to before, just know that um, you'll figure it out. Um, Life has a plan and you'll make it somewhere. Um, Now to the ATP tours. Thank you for sticking with me through that rant a little bit. But like I said, it hits close to home. Um, But like I've said, um, today we want to talk about kind of a surprise retirement. Um, It is surprising to me, not now looking back at it, but Caroline Wozniacki is stepping away from the game after the Australian Open. Um, It is a little surprising to me that it's so soon, the Australian Open, Um, but for a reason I'll get to in a sec, um, I believe that I know the reason that she's stepping away. But um, let's go back. She's been a professional since she's 15 years old. She put this on Instagram um, four days ago, which would have been Saturday. And she said, um, you know, she's had 30 WTA finals. She's been in the world number one for 71 weeks, a WTA finals victory, um, three Olympics. Um, she's um, represented Denmark astoundingly. And, you know, she won a Grand Slam in 2018. But if you remember back to a few years ago, Caroline Wozniacki was going to be one of the people that was the one of the best women to ever play on the WTA Tour and not win a Grand Slam. I mean, she was looking as if she was never going to win one. Like she said, she's made number one in the world for 71 weeks and never won a Grand Slam. Um, that's a little bit surprising. And to be honest, um, I didn't think she was going to win a Grand Slam either. I mean, this is in the era where Serena has dominated. And um, a few a uh, couple years back, probably like five, six years back, you got girl, you got ladies like, you know, Victoria Azarenka. Um and Caroline Wozniacki could just never get over that hump. And thankfully, she did in 2018. So I think that's a big part of she can leave with peace now. She doesn't have to continue to chase that dream of winning a Grand Slam. She's won a Grand Slam. That's all she needs to do. Um, but Caroline Wozniacki, what an unbelievable career. So many fans around the world. Now she's with um, 
She's married to David Lee. And I believe that now is the time to step away from the game. Um, for her, she wants to step away. But I believe it has a lot to do with family. Now, I think what it's coming down to is she wants to start a family. She's 29 years old. It's time for her to... Um, she's happily married. She's been married for a few years now. It's probably time for her to start a family. And I think she wants to do it ASAP. She wants to do it right away. And I think that's a big reason in her being done after the Australian Open. Um, she wants 2020 to be the year. And I see something in her a lot like, uh, you know, Kim Kleisters did or, um, or is doing, I should say. And maybe what Serena did where maybe she'll have a kid and want to come back. I mean, she's 29. She could play on the tour arguably for another six, seven years. Um, and it all matters, you know, how having a baby is and starting her family. And maybe she'll want to stay home. I mean, she, she totally can. She's got, she's got, uh, a guy with a lot of money, a lot of talent, a lot of, uh, I mean, a lot of years in the NBA and David Lee by her side. So um, good for her. I'm happy for her. Um, ever since I was a young age, I was a big fan of Caroline Wozniacki. I saw her play at Indian Wells a few years back. And just a big fan of how she plays. She's a competitor. She's um, She does a lot of dirty work. Um, she's just a grinder. And she grinds out matches. And that's so admirable, admirable to watch. Um, and so... Obviously, it's going to be tough not having Wozniacki on the tour because she has so many good fans everywhere. Um, but mark my words here, in December of 2019, mark my words, I don't think she's done playing tennis. I just don't. That might be a hot take. That might be um, <laughs> that might be something that you know you guys are going to tell me I'm wrong in the next eight years. But I don't believe she's done playing tennis. Um, let's move on a bit. I want to get into uh, the prize money of 2018, uh, or 2019, excuse me, um, let's go through the top, you know, eight, eight or so, seven or so people that won the most money, um, in 20, in 2019, the ATP prize money went in this order, Rafael Nadal made the most money, just over 16 million dollars, and then three million dollars below him was Novak Djokovic, so, Rafa made the most money, and this is just on the tour, guys. This isn't endorsements. This is nothing. This is just on the tour. Um, Novak Djokovic made $13 million. Roger made $9 million. Uh, Dominic Thiem made $8 million. Uh, Daniil Medvedev also made just under $8 million. Uh, Stefano Tsitsipas made $7.5 million. And then uh, Alexander Zverev made just over $4 million. But look how big that gap is from being the best in the world to all the way down to Alexander Zverev. That is like $12 million. Quick math there. Um, good for not a math major. Um, but Rafael Nadal made $16.3 million in 2019. I mean, that's so much money to make playing tennis. And then you look down, and Zverev, you think he had a, a decent year. He makes 4.3. And even Stefano Sitchbos made 7.5. That's how big of a different it, difference it is when you can't win big tournaments. You don't make big money. And that's how you survive in this league. So, or on this tour, in this league, same thing. But um, kind of shocking that, um, you know, there's such a big difference in the top eight, top 10 of how much money you make. It's not even close. You look at any other league, the NBA, the NFL, the top people in all those all make the same amount of money. And those people make like something ridiculous, like $30 million a year. That's what makes tennis so special. You got to earn your money. Um, and then let's look to 
um, the women's side, the WTA side. Uh, Ash Barty takes the title home, makes $13.3 million this year. And then Simona Halep makes seven, just under seven is Naomi Osaka. Uh, Bianca, Bianca Andreescu makes 6.5, which has a huge thing to do with the U.S. Open. No way she would have made anywhere near to that. She made $4 million of that 6.8 at the U.S. Open. Um, doesn't win the U.S. Open. She probably makes like three. Um, and then uh, Svitolina made 6.1. Pliskova made 5.1. And then Serena Williams wraps up the top uh, the top seven with $4.3 million. Um, Serena Williams makes much more than all of those people, I assume, with endorsements. And now she has her own clothing line and all that jazz. But Nevertheless, congratulations, Ash Barty. You made $11 million this year. Go spend it on something nice. Take care of yourself. Unbelievable. Um, let's go to the top matches of the decade. Um, Tennis Channel did this thing where they picked the top matches of the decade. And I just want to talk about the top match of the decade. They picked the top match of the decade, the 2010s decade from 2010 to 2019, as the Wimbledon final this year between Novak Djokovic and Roger Federer. Now, after some deep thought, because some of these other matches that were in here were pretty unbelievable. And, I mean, we're looking at the incredible match at Wimbledon between John Isner and Nicholas Mahout was number six on the top ten of men's matches um, of the decade, which I was shocked by because it ended as 70-68 to in the final set. But... Tennis Channel has it as number six. They also have um, at number two, they had the match, the 2012 Australian Open match between Djokovic and Nadal, um, which I get it. These matches are really good. Um, and Djokovic has the top two matches, and he won both of them, um, which also speaks to the drive this man has and the way he can play the game and the way he can outlast people in the game. Um, but nevertheless, Djokovic gets number two, and he gets number one. Um, with the Wimbledon final between Djokovic and Federer, which they show a picture of uh, Djokovic and Federer after the match, and Federer looks not happy. Um, kind of bad, but um, not a big deal. Let's go to, um, they picked the top player of the decade as Novak Djokovic, which I can't argue with. Novak Djokovic, in my eyes, is the best player this decade. The best player of the decade before that, Give that baby to Roger Federer. I mean, he had a phenomenal run between 2000 and 2010. And he's still relevant in the 2010 era, but he's nothing like he used to be. Um, and then, but Novak Djokovic in the decade won 15 grand slams in this nine years, 10 years. Um, 61 ATP titles and 275 weeks at number one. I mean, the stat line on this man is unbelievable. I mean, this guy single-handedly in 10 years made himself in the conversation of the best player in the world. I mean, in a 10-year span, not only in a 10-year span, in a decade span. This guy went from 0 to 100, bam, fast as hell. Um, this guy deserves player of the decade in my eyes. He's had the best decade. Um, yeah, Federer and Nadal have had good decades have had a good decade but their decades were before their decades were in 2000 and 2010 and um Federer got all his most of his titles then Nadal's kind of been steady for the last 20 years which um has probably made him the second best of each decade just not the best and um without the French Open I mean Nadal's barely got any he's got less than 10 titles um but anyway that's beside the point is um 
Novak Djokovic is by far the best player of this decade. He's in my eyes, he's one of the most fun players to watch. Um, his defense is phenomenal. He's got an unbelievable backhand stroke. Um, and he deserves to be the player of the decade. Um, speaking of Novak Djokovic, let's talk about the ATP title leaders of 2019. Uh, Dominic Team and Novak Djokovic both had five ATP titles in 2019. Rafael Nadal and Daniil Medvedev and Roger Federer all had four ATP titles this year. Daniil Medvedev, see how he snuck his way right in there. Um, and then surprisingly enough, the youngsters bring up the bottom of this list. Um, Alex de and Stefano Tsitsipas both had three. ATP titles this year, um, which is good to see the guys at the bottom of the list. Um, like I've said in podcasts before, I believe that you know the younger generations are going to win a title in 2019. My guest next week will also tell you about who he thinks will be um, the youngster to come out of the woodwork in 2019. Um, and as we wrap up this episode, I just want to speak a little bit about uh, Gems Life. Uh, they are currently, I believe, in Dubai. Um, I don't know if they're training there, but they're there. They've post both posted pictures out in the sand dunes, uh, having a big time. Alina's Fidelito was wearing Nike shocks the other day. I'm not sure if this is a, a push by Nike to bring the shocks back, but I'm not sure if it's going to work all the power to them. If they, if Alina's Fidelito can bring the shocks back, she's by far going to win every tournament in 20, in 2020. Um, that is going to be one of the hardest feats that Nike ever has. But if she can do it, I mad respect to her. Um, she automatically wins every tournament in my eyes. Um, but Gems Life, uh, they're kind of they're back together now. They're living um, probably together. I have no idea, but they're probably living in the same city, training. Good for them. I think it's good for both of them, and I think they're both going to have a great 2020 year. Um, like I said, you're listening on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Um, and if you want to sponsor this episode or this podcast, you can reach out at Believe.com or at Believe Podcast on social media on Twitter and Instagram. It's B-L-E-A-V Podcasts. And if you want to reach out to me, if you want me to talk about something on the show, you want to be a guest, any of that jazz, uh, you can reach out to me at Jacob Sersosimo, not only on Twitter, but also on Instagram, J-A-C-O-B-C-E-R-S-O-S-I-M-O. Um, like I said, next week, we should have a really good guest. I'm really excited about this one. And moving forward into this offseason, we'll also have a few other guests. Um, right around the time that I release podcasts is going to be Christmas this year. So hopefully we have a special family member of mine that we're going to get on that, uh, Christmas episode. So, um, thanks for bearing with me on that first rant and hope you guys have a great December. Um, I know the weather isn't great up here in the Northern half of the United States, but if you're listening elsewhere, I hope it's a little bit better. I think it's below zero today and it looks absolutely atrocious outside. So, um, but if you're around the United States, enjoy the nicer weather. And other than that, we'll talk to you next week. Take care. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.